This episode is dedicated to Anna Silva and Richard Jervis. Everybody who's listening, thank you. You just made my day. Hey, it's Made My Day, the podcast that celebrates the little tiny wonderful things in life. Episode 3, brought to you the week of November 24th, 2013, and I'm your host, James Kennison. Remember that name, James Kennison. So, um, this is the show where I just go through my week and I mention the things that were wonderful, the things that made my day, whether they were giant wonderful things or little tiny seemingly insignificant things. And my hope is with this show that not only will those things perk you up, but you will also in turn share the things that have made your day. Um, and that you would look for those little, tiny, wonderful things in your life every single day, the things that make life worth living, even if they don't make any sense to anybody else. They don't have to. They matter to you. So let me just get started. Um, here's a couple leftovers from last week I didn't get to jump into. I have a friend named David. Um, I met him in, in uh, Macon, Georgia, years and years and years and years ago. He was a pastor there, children's pastor, youth pastor, and quickly... He became um, just my, you know, not a mentor like we decided, like we're going to meet three times a week kind of thing. He just became someone that I started wanting to emulate my life after. You know, those people that just walk in a room and they leave and, and you could just tell you've been in the presence of someone who's just a good person, a great person. Somebody that's got stuff down that you don't. He was one of those people. And he moved away. He moved from Macon to Kansas City and I just, you know... I, I, oh, oh, but somewhere in the back of my head, I wondered, would we ever work together again? Well, we kind of stayed in touch, and and that was the best part of this. Is is it was a guy who I looked up to, who I thought the world of, and still do, and he liked me too. You know, it, it would be like you and your favorite football star or 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 actor. Or, you know, Buzz Lightyear, and you just look up to them and you think they're awesome. And most of the time, those people never know you exist. You know, you like them, but it's definitely a one-way street. Well, this was like, imagine if if Beyonce called you. If she called me, I'd be in big trouble with my wife. But you get my point. Whoever you look up to, and, and they also enjoyed your company that would be like double validation. You get a lot out of being with them or hearing about them or, or reading about them or listening to them. But then you get that added benefit of them enjoying you. I think you get my point. Well, this became one of those things. And long story short, we moved out to Kansas City, spent 10 years out there working in the church that he went to, uh, both uh, as, a, as, a, as a, you know, somebody underneath him and then, and then next to him in ministry and then ultimately moving off into a different section of the church and we've just stayed in touch all that to say that i talked to him for about three straight hours last week and we talked about life you know what i've been through recently the frustrations the 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 hurt the shame the the pains um you know we talked about friends we talked about the past we talked about the future we talked about right now and it's just awesome here's the thing all that to say is i have a lifelong best friend and we're not the kind of people that call each other every day. We don't send each other messages on Facebook. We don't tag each other. 
and you know and mention each other we we could go six months we could go a year and do nothing but trade cheesy church sign sayings to each other which we've always done um and and our connection is never going to change it's never going to be diminished it may grow but it's never going to going to diminish at all and that is rare i know it's rare because i've only had one in my whole life and um it is very valuable and very awesome. So that that was more of a MMY, made my year kind of thing. But uh, it's good to have that person in my life. So I'm very thankful for that. We're going to have a thankful theme. Why not? Even though I hate theming things. Even when I was a pastor, I hated theming things to the, uh, to the Valentine's Day or the Thanksgiving. But we'll do it in our podcast. What the hey. Um, uh, last, last week also... Um, my wife went away for a um, for a little trip. She does every year. It's a little training, a little three day thing, and I I had to take care of the kids and all that kind of stuff. I think I mentioned last week that I was late one of the days. Ended up yelling at a dude and all that. But here's the part I didn't mention. She came back, and before she even got to the house, she had texted me. She says, "I know what I want for Christmas. I want a Disney cruise." She's been talking about Disney Cruise for five years, you know, since they started, you know, since they bought the Coco Key private island. She's been like, if we're going to do a cruise, we should do that. I mean, this is before the kids were even born. But then, you know, uh, the kids had to get a certain age for us to even start thinking about it again. Well, um, so so I think I think we're going to do it. I mean, actually, she's already paid for it. You know, we uh, she paid for it with her bonus, and we've got it. But she's like, hey, we have to have passports. And I'm like, eh, I've got one. I've got one. She's like, I was like, but how much is that going to cost? She's like, it's a hundred. It's three hundred bucks for all of us. You know, because the kids have to have one too. And uh, I was like, well, how much does that add to the total? I mean, that's like another big chunk because we got a big Florida discount. It's not like we just rolling in the dough here. Um, I said, you know, does that make it, you know, if we, if we knew that at the beginning, would we have made this decision? And she comes back a little bit later and she says, they have something called a, a passport card that's cheaper. It's, it's a, just a little card and, and, and you do all the stuff, but then they give you a card. It's 50 bucks a person, but it only allows you into Canada and then the islands, you know, down there. And so you can't go overseas with it. And if you do, you just upgrade or whatever, whatever. And um, and I thought that was really neat, but I couldn't let her know that. So I teased her and I came in with my passport uh, hidden. And I was like, Jen, have you seen my passport recently? Have you seen it anywhere? And she's like, she's like, no. And I said, oh, and I pull it out. Here it is. This is a genuine 100% real all the way. No cheapy, cheapy card passport. And when we get to, you know, whatever island, or the Bahamas, I think, is where we'll stop at, you know, they're probably going to have two lines. And they're going to be like, oh James, oh, James, you have a real passport. You can go and enjoy this part of the Bahamas. <laughs> but, but, ma'am, I'm sorry, you and your children have the card. You will sit over here in the card section of the Bahamas. It's, it's not nearly as nice. It's still beautiful. But uh, um, James and all the people with the real passports, you can go over here. And so I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed it teasing her about that and that's how we get along that's what we've done since our first date is teasing and picking and uh joking back and forth always love that and i always love it more when she likes it because i do it whether she does or not so it's always good when she does so that was last week let's get in, into this past week all right um one of the things we had to do 
I got it in an email from Jay's teacher, my son, five year old, and uh, he had a he had a big uh, uh, Thanksgiving party that they were going to be having at the end of the week. He needed a T-shirt for it. My wife told me about it, and you got to understand this is not something I would usually do. I mean, usually I would have, but not recently would I have been able to do this. So I went to Michael's. I got him a shirt in his size. I had some beads already at the house because I just have craft stuff from back when I was doing Buzz Lightyear stuff every day. Um, uh, so anyway, I, 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 I made him a shirt. I mean, he, he was supposed to do it, but me and Jenna, we cut, um, little strings at the bottom and then we tied beads on each one. We did it on the sleeves and we tied beads on each one of those. A lot of work, but I had bought some slick, uh, paint, that squeezable stuff from the eighties. And I drew a turkey on the front of his shirt. It was supposed to be like an Indian style, Native American style shirt. But um, I knew, you know, painting a shirt was going to be a little bit above him. So we went out and we got this slick stuff and I, I drew a turkey uh, freehand on the front of the shirt. I let it dry for a couple hours and then he painted kind of like a coloring book with a paintbrush. He painted um, the turkey and I, I restricted the colors he had on purpose. He had different browns, a yellow, a red and an orange and he did a really good job on this thing. And then I just went back with a wet napkin and kind of wiped o- over the slick paint and uh, it wiped the paint off of it so that the, uh, the outline really really clung out. So so though I did a lot of it, he got credit for it and, and it was just it was really neat. Um, at the end of the story, the end of the story is that when he wore it um, and came back, you know, people said he says, People said that you are an artist. People said you are an artist and and that didn't seem like a big deal, but it's been a long time since I've been called anything at all positive. So that was huge. People are talking about me because I know they've been talking about me, but in in my little world, but uh, I I um, it's been nice. It was nice to be talked about as as an artist, even though it was just a stupid shirt. But anyway, the the real reason I'm bringing this up is we get this done on Monday. I'm feeling good about that. Come home, show the wife. She's like, oh great, because he's got to bring it tomorrow. And that's the part I didn't know. I knew the thing was on Thursday or Friday. This joker had to be in on Tuesday. Had to be done, and I had done it. And so something that would normally have been so stressful and so got me so anxious, I didn't even know about. And I got it done. And it was huge. It was like a double whammy again. It was really great. So, yay. Um, speaking of Jay, that night at dinner, I was teasing him. I don't know, just randomly. He sits uh, at the table, the side that faces the back door. And um, he was talking about, I'm not scared. And, this, and, this, and I'm like, uh, so I pretended like I was looking at someone behind him. And I was like, somebody's behind you. And he goes, and he wouldn't look. He's like, I'm not looking. I'm not looking. But then you could tell it got him because his neck got all stiff. <laughs> he started sitting up all straight. And I wasn't even, I was looking at whoever the imaginary person was behind him to convince him. He didn't look, but he slowly got up and started walking <laughs> down the hall to his room without even turning. He's like, like motionless except for his legs. And it was so funny because I didn't even notice he was going. Um, so he, he didn't believe me, but, uh, his legs were saying something completely different. It's awesome. Um, oh, and day two, uh, in the Dumont house, which is my wife's family, um, they have a, they have a grand tradition of seeing sleep as a weakness. Let me explain. Back when I was dating Jen, we'd go over to her house, we'd be watching a show 
Saving Private Ryan. Uh, Jen's dad really wanted to see it, so we were watching it and uh, with him. And we look over, and he's asleep. But then, you know, we'll stop the movie an hour later, and you look over, and he's and he's getting up, and you're like, oh, man, you fell asleep. He's like, no, 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 I just rested my eyes, okay? I dated the girl for four years. He's never slept a day in his life. He was just, he just rests his eyes. His eyes were just, and then Jen, my wife, his daughter, reminds me of him so much because she'll do the same thing. We're watching Doctor Who. She's starting to nod off. Oh, oh yeah, I wasn't asleep. I wasn't asleep. I was, and, and, and I've teased her that the Dumonts think that sleep is a weakness and there's no weak, there's no shame in it. Fall asleep. That's awesome. If you could do that, do it. Sleep is wonderful. It's a great thing, especially when you got nothing else going on. Jenna and I, my daughter and me, we're cut from a different cloth. We wouldn't fall asleep during a movie to save our life. Couldn't do it if we wanted to. We have to watch to the end. But Jenna, I mean, sorry, Jen and her son, Jay. I don't remember what he was doing, but the other day, I think he was in the car or something like that. But but we got up, and I was like, yeah, I think Jay fell asleep for a little while. A little while. And he looks up, sure as the world, and he says, oh, I, 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 my eyes were just tired. I wasn't sleeping. My eyes were tired. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, a third generation of Dumont people. This is not passed down through behavior. This is genetically passed down from father to daughter to son. And uh, it's 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 a sad thing. It's also extremely cute for a five-year-old to be ashamed of sleeping. <laughs> I'm not weak. I never sleep. But that boy, he'll knock out faster than anybody. I, I do uh, I do envy that. Um, another thing. Let's see. Let me read through this. Oh, I just something funny that he said. Um, Jay was talking about his uncle John. Um, delivering pizza because that's what um, that's what his uncle John does, Jen's brother. And Jenna was ups- not upset, but she's the oldest and she hates it, you know, as firstborns do when when the little one has something on top of them, you know, something on them. And Jenna didn't know um, that he was a pizza delivery person, so she was like, "Well, how do you know?" And he said, "Oh, I saw when we were over there. He was wearing pizza clothes." And I just thought pizza clothes was the funniest thing for that moment. Um, not so much funny now, but five-year-old, you know, you'd usually say work clothes, a uniform, but he was wearing pizza clothes. And um, that could be interpreted several interpreted several different ways. And uh, one of which is um, that that they're just it is a pizza uniform, but you call it pizza clothes. I'm wearing my pizza clothes, which is funny enough. But then also you could say clothes made of pizza, which is really great too and, and gross. It would be really... Really chafy, I would imagine. I installed a USB 2.0 card reader in the new PC that I got. The the one that I built um, was like one of the first positive things I did as I was recovering as I, I built this new PC. And um, the reason why that made me a day is because I've been podcasting and I've been having to plug my external recorder because, you know, I've got this microphone, I got you know, it's a it's a it's a, a heel PR forty. It goes into a uh, a really nice uh, mixer, and then all that pipes down in this this uh, Zoom um, recorder. Well, it, it has uh, little cards in it, and you could if you have the right attachment, you know, card reader in your computer, you could just pull that joker out, stick it in there, and a and a whole show can transfer in about ten or twelve seconds. 
and that's 700, you know, 400 to 700 megabytes of audio data. But if you don't have a card reader, you have to plug it in USB, old school USB 1.0, and you got to drag and drop that joker over uh, from the recorder itself, mounting it as a hard drive, and it takes no less than 20 minutes. And so imagine my my glee as I install this 2.0, stick the card in, transfer 10 seconds. Um, it makes all the difference in the world. And that's huge when you're trying to put out podcasts. Um, day three. Let's see here. Tom, who is currently writing. Oh, um, uh, uh, there's a guy named Tom who is currently writing and illustrating my favorite webcomic, which is Axe Cop. You can check it out at axecop.com. It's created by my friend um, uh, Ethan Nicole and his brother Malachi. Malachi's five. He he writes it. Um, his brother is like 30-something, and he, he, he uh, you know, turns it into comics, and it's just, it went viral several years ago. And um, anyway, they've got, you know, uh, Fox has turned it into a, a lie or a animated series and blah blah blah. Anyway, um, so this guy Tom is um, getting to write it and uh, illustrate it with his daughter and I think her cousin, and they're doing a story. I guess just to give Ethan some time because the the boy is slammed. He's doing like two web comics. He's got all this animated stuff he's doing. He's traveling. Blah blah blah. But all that to say that in his blog posts that go along with each page, he has decided to start putting some quotes from his kids. And, um, and I've, I've done this. I've written down quotes and things that my kids have said, but here's the one that got me Amelia, um, and Charlotte and him are the three characters. So Amelia says, ow, Charlotte's hitting me. Me, the guy, Tom says, Charlie, uh, what are you doing? And Charlotte says, she just told you. So, (laughs) ow, Charlotte's hitting me. What are you doing? She just told you. So, Charlotte, age eight, right there. Boom. Genius. The genius of a child, especially a child in trouble. Day four. Uh, we've been watching Doctor Who a lot, me and Jen, catching up. And uh, that's what we did on day four. It was awesome. It was great. We, we, uh, we've been doing it um, several times this week. And I'm glad to say that we are all caught up. Jen, Jen watched the the uh, name of the doctor the last episode before the break. Um, I want to say last night, and then I showed her the night of the doctor minisode um, that caught her up there. And now we're ready because tomorrow night, Monday night, uh, we've got a babysitter and everything. We are going to the movie theater to see Doctor Who: Day of the Doctor, the fiftieth anniversary episode. And though it's already been shown, and a lot of people have already been seeing it. I've purposely stayed off the social networks and, you know, all that stuff so I don't get anything spoiled because we are really, really looking forward to sitting in a theater full of Whovians and enjoying the heck out of that that episode with Dave Tennant and Matt Smith and uh, John Hurt. And, you know, it's just going to be it's going to be awesome. So uh, but watching and getting caught up with Jen has been really fun. It's been good stuff because, again, that's something we we didn't we didn't do before. It was just me sitting in here. Staring at my either either watching fail videos or playing Minecraft. Um, the kids came up with a request. Speaking of Axe Cop, they wanted me to go through and start over with all of the Axe Cop uh, web comics. So we've been reading from the beginning. We do a few every night, and the kids have really been enjoying that. So that's been fun. 
Um, Jenna's, uh, oh, I have to have to read it, what reminds me here. The other day, um, Jenna decided she uh, she typed out um, on a, on a on notebook uh, or yeah yeah in in the computer she typed out an eight question multiplication quiz for me and she asked me to come and take the quiz so I did and um, and so I, I I get them all and I do them and they're all right and I tell her this and I'm very confident of that and she comes back a little later and she has graded it. And she says, you, and it's graded with a minus eight. I have missed all eight. I made an F, not just an F. She said, you made an F minus. And she took great pleasure and glee in the face that I made when I told her, when she told me that I had failed when I know I didn't fail. Didn't make a single mistake on. So I'm not the only one that's got teasing in my blood. I think it's very obvious my daughter takes after me. Uh, Day five. I was running after the kids, playing with them again, which is a recently new thing again. Uh, I was chasing them really fast, and I was going to get them, and they just knew it, and they had that thing in their their soul that you know you just can't let them get you. And Jay did something very unexpected. He ran and ducked into Jenna's room. He walked, ran past his door, and went into her room as she was trying to get there. But she beat it. He beat her, and she <laughs> he. Uh, he slams the door closed. She has to backtrack as I'm going forward, and uh, and she doesn't make it in time. And I get into his room door where she is, and uh, am able to tickle her. And Jay is so curious, he wants to see. So I quickly stop. I knew he'd be cracking that door and pop it unlocks, and he got his. So it was awesome. But it was just so crazy that he went into her room and it threw her off so bad. And she was just she was laughing so hard about that. Um, that she couldn't breathe in the first place. So me tickling her just, uh, you know, made it that much better. Um, uh, okay. So I've been listening to We Are Young, um, by Fun, I guess. And I've also been, I mentioned the, um, the, the cover that I've been enjoying, uh, from last week. Well, Jay is famous for misunderstanding things. And, um, he, he, he was really concerned because uh, part of the song says "set the world on fire," and he's and he's asked me why are they setting the world on fire, and he and he began to talk about that that, that, that it's not good, it's not a good song. You can set the world on fire, and I had to tell him, I, you know, I'm imagining. I don't really understand most song lyrics, but I told him I'd imagine it just means they're doing something exciting. They're setting the world on fire, painting the town, that kind of thing. And he's like, oh, okay, okay, and that's not a big thing. But here's a story that I really want to tell you. One time we were at Target. And to give you an example of how Jay misunderstands things and, 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 you know, and it gets concerned. He always seems to spin them in a negative way for his own detriment. But I'm pushing him in the cart and, and we're just going toward the exits. It's, it's closing time and they, the announcement comes over and says, uh, excuse me, uh, Target shoppers, um, we've got five minutes till the store closes up. If you'd please bring your final purchases to the front, that would... Be greatly appreciated. And Jay, his eyes kind of get big and he gets really quiet for a second. And he goes, Dad? And I say, what? And he says, did they say close up or blow up? <laughs> I was like, Jay, they said close up, buddy. He's like, oh. 
he was so relieved. You know, Linda, Target shoppers, um, if you'd please bring your final purchases to the front of the store, because we're about to blow up in about five minutes. And so he's probably wondering, Jed, why aren't you walking faster? You know, they're, they've just told us we're about to blow up here. Things should probably be a little more urgent than I'm experiencing them. We should probably get going. I don't think, um, you know, that box of dog food is very important right now in comparing, you know, they're about to blow up the target, you know. But when you're five, you know, blowing up a target is, is a possible thing. Could happen. Uh, day six, blowing giant bubbles with the kids. I, a few years ago when I did... Um, games outside games for a kids camp i you know got on the internet and found a solution for a recipe for giant bubble juice and i made that up for him it has a sit for 24 hours it's like it's like got uh dawn dishwashing liquid in it. it's got some glycerin it's got some water it's got some sugar in it you know and um I made these rods with strings and a weight and all it looks like some sort of jacked up fishing gear but i ended up uh putting all that together and, and took the kids outside, which is another milestone. And we blew bubbles. We did it for two days straight. They haven't asked, they didn't ask for it today. Today was Sunday and I took a nap after church, but, um, uh, so it was awesome, man. We made some, I mean, we're talking, we're not talking about, you know, car size bubbles here, but, uh, compared to what you're usually used to blowing, you know, like quarter sized little jokers, you know, we're blowing ones that are beach ball size and bigger, um, consistently. One of them, uh, went up over the house, and, and we lived near to a park. It went out over the park, and and kids are like looking up and pointing, and it was gorgeous because the light was hitting it. You know, it was getting sunset, and just uh, a bubble. It's a, it's an amazing refraction of light going on there. But the best thing was it just lasted forever, and it's just hovering um, over the park, and all these people saw it. The kids ran to the backyard to track it. You know, she, Jenna's like, this was like looking for a UFO, and. Uh, so it was fun. And then it popped. But who cares? It was awesome. Um, let's see. Jay tells me everyone. Oh, I already said that. Jay said I was an artist. So that was cool. Um, do, do, do. Oh, I made my wife's day on day six. We we went to PDQ. You you hear about PDQ. It's that chicken place that's here. That'll be in a place near you soon, I'm sure. Because it's good chicken. It's good stuff. Um, but when we got to, to check out, I, I just had problems with my sauce. Let me just start with that. I'll just just tell you the end of the story first. I had problems with my sauce. So we're checking out, and I order, I always order the uh, chicken sandwich that has uh, not uh, buffalo, they call it buffalo blue sauce on it. Okay, they dip it in this stuff, and it's buffalo wing sauce type stuff. And it's pretty good. But I always order a side of blue cheese sauce as well. But I'm looking at the dumb thing and I'm seeing blue, I'm seeing Buffalo Blue and I could not think of the name. And it just, I'm stuttering and I'm, I'm not the kind that when I'm trying to think of what I'm trying to say that I just get silent. I always kind of fill the air. So I'm like, I'll bite, you know, and finally I tell the lady behind the counter, I want, I want the Buffalo, I want the blue cheese sauce as a side. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Immediately, I put in the apology. I'm sorry it took so long. I'm an idiot. And I'm hungry. And those two complicate each other. And she's like, that's fine, sir. Yeah, it's fine because you're getting paid to deal with it. 
But um, so then 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 we go over. And I, it's the place, it's a place you get your own ketchup, which I love. I love when you get your own ketchup because they have the little ketchup holders. And this place even has little lids so you can stack them three high. And so I'm filling it up and I'm going for it. And my wife happens to walk up. I'm getting distracted. So I pull, I let go of the spigot thing, a little coffee pusher downer thing like deal. And, um, and, and I, and I'm talking to her and looking at her and I move the cup out from under and the, Ketchup keeps going. It slices across my finger like a blade and starts piling up on the ground. And just like you do when you're seeing something you don't expect, you sit there and stare at it for a full second while your body decides how it's going to respond to this thing. So by the time I do flip the dumb thing off and and stop it, I don't mean flipping off, I mean turning it off, um, a big mound, like another cup full of... of, of, ketchup had, had accumulated at the bottom there and i'm like jen's laughing at me what are you doing here i'm problems with your ketchup there i'm like it's not my fault it's stuck it was stuck i i didn't expect it to be stuck and so i get the next one and i start filling that up and i'm talking to her about it and da 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 i pull that one away pff, all over the counter again i'd even flip the thing i'd even flipped it and it still didn't turn off so there was obviously an issue and it's all over my hands and she's just laughing and laughing and laughing well then Part three to this wonderful story is I'm sitting there eating my sandwich and I'd taken a couple bites and realized, oh, I haven't used my my blue cheese sauce that I worked so hard to get earlier with my wonderful diction. And so I take the lid off and I go to pick it up because what I do is I kind of just dab it on there, you know, and then and take a bite and dab a little more on, take a bite. That way it's just right there. And I pick it up and that thing for some reason does a flip and falls flat down, face down on the tray, right on top of the receipt. <laughs> just going to pick it up, flip it back over, and she starts laughing. She's like, you're just having a problem with your sauces today, aren't you? And I said, yes, the heck I am. And I didn't care. I picked that receipt up, slid it over, and I wiped that sandwich all over that thing. I ain't proud. I wasn't going to go up for another one. Who knows? If I'd gone up for another sauce, I might have died. Could have happened. All right, day seven. I designed an ATAT. I used to call them ATATs when I was a kid. The, the Imperial Walker. I designed a loft bed for my son. Um, it's something I want to do for him. I've been. I always wanted to build an awesome giant bed, like a castle loft bed for my daughter. But we moved, and you know, it just never happened. Um, we didn't have a big enough house. Uh, we had loft ceilings at one time. Now we don't, blah, blah, blah. But I, I'd seen some Star Wars stuff online and some ADAT beds, some ATAT beds, and, and I just hadn't seen one that was exactly right. So I got in and I made one in, virtually inside Google SketchUp, which I found is not owned by Google anymore, but that's a different story. Um, so I'm hoping that we can get this thing built. I've got pictures of it. If you want to see it, I'll link to them, but they're at uh, jameskennison.com. Uh, I'll link to it in the show notes over at mmdcast.com so you can check them out. But I realized um, I, had, I had sized the thing not to be too tall, but then I went and did measurements and I built the room virtually in the in the program and the dumb thing's a little bit too long. And so I'm a little miffed at that. I, I can rescale it a little bit, but man, I just, I had built everything to be, I was sure I had enough length, but I, but I don't. So I don't know. We'll see. I mean, it's going to be a few hundred bucks to build the thing. Um, but it would be, it would be, I'm, I'm thrilled just that I'm thinking this way again, that I'm, I'm doing this. I always knew that, you know, I would be more of back to where I was when I just started 
wanting to be creative again. And it's slowly and surely and day by day coming back. And, and the fact that I want to undertake a, a building project like this is huge. So I'm not to where I want to redo our bathroom yet. <laughs> uh, that's not very fun. But um, that that is, you know, we're, we're a step in the right direction. So that's good. Um, just to let you know, this isn't something I did this year, but I redid one of the videos and I, and I put it out. I have written three um, Christmas stories in my in my life. Uh, one of them was a, uh, two of them are nativity stories. One was called uh, "The Very Last Room," and it's a story told from the perspective of a little boy whose family took the very, very last room in Bethlehem right before uh, Mary and Joseph came to the inn and and his experience and the theme being that you have to make room for Jesus in your heart. Um, it is available. Uh, for free, obviously, through YouTube. You can go to jameskennison.com. I'll link, I'll link to it in the show notes. And you can watch that, show it to your kids, you know, blah, blah, blah. But if you're someone uh, who is a person who has the opportunity to read a story to a group of people, and that's why I wrote it, was we had a Christmas Eve service every year, and I would write an original story and illustrate it. Um, those That story and those illustrations are available uh, for a donation of uh, ten bucks, and uh, you can you can check that out. So there's that's show that's I also have I will send um, for twenty dollars I'll give you all that plus I will send a, a HD version of the video like a high def version. So if you want to just show the video with my narration, that'd be cool. That'd be fine. Um, I think that's only available for the next, the last two. The first one I haven't done yet. But anyway, I redid the video for the second one. The second one's called The Birthday Story. And it is a story of the nativity told from Mary's perspective, but it's told on the day of six-year-old Jesus' birth. And apparently one of the traditions, you know, I I took a few liberties here, Uh, one of the traditions in their family is that Mary tells him the story of his birth because he just loves to hear it. And it just made sense to me having a kid that age at the time myself and the whole thing. Uh, But the story's written in a way, and if you tell it just right, that the kids and the people that are reading it don't know that it's a, uh, they think it's a modern story. Even the illustrations don't hint about anybody wearing like adult, like men wearing dresses type of thing until a little, until exactly the right point where she mentions his name. And um, so it's really it's really uh, cute and funny, and, and you know, mothers will definitely relate with her version, having to travel while pregnant uh, on an unexpected journey after having planned and set up his room uh, back at home. Imagine, you know, her uh, struggle going, you know, making this journey and having to bed down in a, in a barn and have a child in those conditions and then having visitors after you're all ugly, you know, you know how you are after you had a baby. So the point that that comes full circle at the end is that Mary, uh, it, it's all based on a, a passage in Luke where it says that Mary treasured these things in her heart. It's real, And I really took that and thought, okay, that means that she had a habit of remembering the things that happened in her son's life. 
And so I took that and just kind of spun it out and, and made this story. So I hope you enjoy it. It's called The Birthday Story. The third one that's not been released yet, um, it is more of what I would call a Christmas fable along the lines of, uh, you know, what, the three ghosts and, and the Christmas carol type of thing. It's called The Christmas Repair Service. It's written for children. Uh, it's the story of a young man who is uh, got some attitude problems, and they echo a lot of the attitude problems that kids have around Christmas. American uh, upper-middle-class culture, the kids that are self-centered, that are disrespectful, that think that Christmas is all about them, and, uh, you know, competition between them and siblings about who got more, or, you know, who got more than me, or whatever. And so this boy gets himself basically in a whole mess of trouble and threatens to not only ruin his Christmas, but the Christmas for the entire family through a series of, of unfortunate events that spiral out of control. Uh, but luckily for him, the Christmas repair service comes in and not only helps him repair the items that have been destroyed in his living room, uh, but also the, the parts of his heart that and the character flaws that need to be straightened out. Um, so it's, I'm going to, I'm right now I'm doing the audio that all the images are done. The video is ready to go. I just need to narrate it. And since there's multiple people, I'm trying to do all the voices for them and that'll be available at jameskennison.com. So stay tuned for that. So that was a long, long time to tell you about those, but I, I hope you'll check them out. I hope to hear from you and if they can be of use to you, uh, like, like I said, for a donation of 10 bucks, I'll send you, um, you know, a, all the images in a, in a way that, you know, in a PowerPoint so you can show them and tell the story yourself. Um, and if you can't, if you can't afford it, if you're a tiny church, you can't afford 10 bucks, tell me and I'll give it to you for free. I don't care. When I was depressed, um, I had it last year. I had a few people tell me, Oh, I can't get, you know, I can't get it. Can't get it to work. Something's wrong with a button. And I was just so not whatever. I just sent them, I didn't even answer them, I just sent them the package. <laughs> so they, they benefited there. Uh, so there we go. Um, day eight, I don't know how I got a day eight, but I messed up somewhere, so we have a day eight, okay? That was, should be another uh, MMD, is I got an extra day out of the week. But I, I think what it is, is day one was the continuation of, of last week. And so uh, we've come full circle here. But Fent Fenton, I'm not going to say his last name, I almost did. Because he's a kid. He's a kid from Ireland. And he is a kid who um, I met when I went to Ireland a few years back and did some middle school ministry for a week. Um, it was awesome. It was in uh, right outside of Cork, Ireland. And um, it was at this uh, holiday camp, which is a concept that Americans are not used to. But it was kind of a low-key... Um, just a place that had a swimming pool and a golf course and it had, uh, apartment type townhomes that you would rent and stay at and people just do this over there. So it was awesome. But, um, Fenton is a guy who just really connected with what I said and with me and, and he's, he friended me on Facebook and we've been friends, uh, for all these years later. And, um, he sent me a message just the other day just randomly, and and I, I don't want to spoil it by saying what it was. I'll just say he's a kid from Ireland who thinks I'm awesome. Now, I'm not, not awesome. I know that, but he thinks I am, and that is definitely a made-my-day moment. 
So, Fenton, if you happen to be listening to this, you are the man. And I appreciate you. And I'll remember, I remember you. And I, I wished to God that I could have come back that next year like I, we wanted me to. But uh, anyway, you just it's cool that I have a, a friend in Ireland. And if I ever went to Ireland, there'd be Fenton. And he'd be like, yeah, my mom will feed you and your family dinner. I bet he would. So that's pretty cool. Because I want to go back sometime. Ireland is absolutely gorgeous and awesome. And I got to go off the beaten path. So that was that was pretty cool. Okay. Jay tonight, during his prayers, he said, um, thank you for being dead. He was talking to Jesus. <laughs> and it caught me off guard for a minute. Thank you for being dead. For our sins. Is what came next. <laughs> so Jesus was... I, I've never heard it said that way. He was technically correct. Um... But I thought he was going to leave it hanging there. Thank you for being dead. Okay, random. Um, we went to a new church today, and um, we're just we've been on this hunt because Jen and I haven't been to church as like parishioners for years because we worked church. We've been pastors, you know, doing it. So it's kind of uh, been different. But today, um, I heard a sermon that really affected me, and I haven't had a sermon like that affect me in like four years. So it was just right what I needed. And it was about thankfulness, of course, which I usually despise themed sermons. But um, he said something I'd never heard a pastor say. And, and something I've always struggled with, even as a pastor, is that I've heard you have to be thankful. And, you know, I always imagine that means you have to be grateful for whatever crap happens to be going on in your life, that you have to just. Go against the universe and everything that makes sense and just be thankful. I'm glad that this sucks so bad. Thank you. But that's not the way he said it. He says, Bible doesn't say you have to be thankful for your circumstances. You have to be thankful in your circumstances. And, and so for the first time in my life, I realized thankfulness isn't necessarily tied to what's going on in your life. And, and matter of fact the thing that's going on in your life that you can't be thankful for, that does stink, that is terrible, It's that thing can actually enhance other things that you're thankful for. Because he said, you know, you don't have to be thankful for things that aren't good, but there are things that you could be thankful for. And I, and I sat there and I was like, no, there's not. Everything about this sucks. But then once I realized all that, I can just stick over in a corner because it does suck. It is terrible. It is, it was, and it is ridiculous. Um... But then once I did that, I realized, oh, well, even I, I'm very thankful for my family. I'm like super thankful. I'm more thankful for them now because of all that than I ever was. So I kind of got what he was trying to say and what he was putting down. I realized, too, that though I've lost several friends in all this, I still have some that I'll never lose. And I really appreciate that. And then lastly, believe it or not... um, I thought about all of you guys. And even though I don't know you personally, and even though some of you, you know, we've gamed together or we've swapped some emails back and forth or you've donated a show and I remember your name, you know, we don't really know each other. But I appreciate anyone at this point that hasn't deserted me. And the fact that you guys are there and that the podcast uh, download numbers have been just above and beyond anything I could imagine after a whole year of not doing anything, that makes... It's very. I'm very thankful. So I wanted to say it. That was the other thing he said is, don't just feel it, say it. Tell somebody. Tell God, tell your kids, tell your wife. 
I'm telling you guys, I'm thankful for you. I appreciate you. And even though you're just listening to a show, even though it is just entertaining, and if you hated it, you wouldn't listen, I'm glad that you find it entertaining. I'm glad that you listen. I'm glad that you download it. And I'm glad that you're a part of uh, my recovery. Here are some MMDs for some other people. Josh says, you made my day when you read my email in the last episode. I've always wondered how it feels when your email is read, and you helped me experience it. Thank you so much. Keep up the great work, Josh. Now, he didn't say how it made him feel. I always wondered how it makes you feel when your email is read. You helped me experience it. Did he die? Uh, apparently not. Did, it, did, he, did he cry? Did he mourn? Was he elated? Did he do a flip? Did he crash his car? Did he have a child, you know, immaculate conception style? I don't know. But um, Josh, this requires a follow-up email, okay? Uh, Isaac, a.k.a. uh, Bunny Slippers Man, Bunny Slip. Uh, I had no job. I prayed for a job. The next week I was offered two jobs, and I took them both. (laughs) Good deal. Good luck with that. (laughs) It's awesome. It's awesome when your prayers get answered. Uh, Oftentimes mine don't. You know, they they say, and that's not blasphemy. That's, you know, God has options when you pray. He can say no, and uh, or he can say yes, or he can say wait. And oftentimes I get the wait or, and then a not, <laughs> you know, a, a wait for a while. And then no, you know, so I'm glad, I'm glad it's working for somebody. Uh, lastly, Jan Uzi said, I grabbed a random mug from the cabinet. It had Jeremiah 29.11 written on it, which... Happens to be my favorite verse, the one that starts, For I know the plans I have for you, and I will finish it. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. It was really encouraging and comforting, and I had totally forgotten I even had that mug. So, he was excited about the scripture, obviously more excited about having a clean mug up in the cabinet. What made your day recently? What has meant something special to you? I want to share your little tiny wonderful moments with everyone who listens. So please email your moments to mmdcast at gmail.com. Those in three or four sentences or less have the best chance of getting read. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for making my day. I appreciate you.